welcome to the Yes Chef podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone and joining me today is our Hell's Kitchen experts, the one person who we can rely upon never to get distracted whilst podcast. Oh, hey, flying fish. It's Heather Nicole. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yes. Hello. I'm back again. Yeah, as you might have guessed, I am not Ben, and I am not Australian. Ben, I don't even know where he is this week. He's just not here. So he asked me to step in because he knows I love Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yes. And as you may have seen online, I was the one who edited last week's podcast, and I did have some uh, corrections to make before we actually start the podcast. Mainly towards the signature dish challenge. The men did win it last year. It's not the first time since season nine that they'd won it. I, I actually was going to put in an edited note last week and have me saying that. But yeah, last season the men won as well. Yeah, and I have a correction too, in a way. Um, I said that Christina appeared on MasterChef Junior. I was wrong. It was just MasterChef. Yeah, it was actual MasterChef, so. wasn't it? Because I, I did actually look up that picture. Yeah, I did too. I was like, wait. I think I got it confused with a picture that she was in with a MasterChef Junior contestant. I was just like, oh. But no. Yeah, having said that, I wouldn't have been surprised had it been MasterChef Junior because I've not watched MasterChef Junior in about three years now because they just keep churning out two seasons a year. And I do not have time for that. I still watch OG MasterChef, but I, I just cannot continue with MasterChef Junior when they give, give us like three weeks gap. Yes. Um, actually, I think the reason that Hell's Kitchen was pushed or pushed forward to Wednesday night next week which get that is because of the master chef junior finale well it's on wednesdays for the rest of the season now i think really yeah it's, de- it's definitely on wednesdays for the next few weeks well maybe so that actually sounds normal but then again last season it was on wednesdays as well it was just weirdly on fridays this season yeah it's been a while since i've watched hell's kitchen actually live and i guess since it's going to be on wednesdays no longer i usually work wednesday nights i won't anymore and also, what one other thing, I did try for about an hour to find out why Kristen got house arrest, and I couldn't. I was <laughs> so disappointed, and I wanted to find out. I'm sure she'll say something, or or maybe it's the big mystery for the ages, who knows. I think Kristen only appeared once in this entire episode, and that was just to tell Vanessa to centre her chi. And that's it, then she went back into the wall. Well, anything could happen, so... So previously, 18 new chefs found out they were heading to Vegas, where they had to cut their signature dishes in the prize restaurant for the first time ever. Former poker player and locksmith Jared and amateur boxer Danny were amongst the standouts, but Shakina, Vanessa and me sunk the women who had to prepare a Vegas buffet while the men took in the skyline. At service, Vanessa struggled on appetizers, but the women rebounded and won the service. Uh, Mark and Kevin both struggled, destroying the men's service, and they were both nominated, leading Mark to be the first to go home. And, as is traditional with Hell's Kitchen, we just get a everyone chilling around smoking cigarettes scene, where everyone just is a bit mean to Vanessa. Poor Vanessa. I like Vanessa. I do too. I know you guys were a bit hard on her last week, saying she would probably be the first boot out of the women, but... Well, I was wrong, and I feel bad now for saying that, and... I think she did well this week, at least. Last week, yeah, that was a decent accusation to make, because I probably would have agreed with you. It was kind of weird because it was only, it seems like only her, she was messing up last week, so it's kind of, but now it's like everyone else messes up somewhere, so. I'd say her archetype tends to do really badly in the first episode, and then if the women don't lose, then they tend to make quite a decent run for it. She won't make black jackets, but I suspect she might make a bit of a decent run now, because that's just how her archetype works. I'm just going to wait and see on that. 
But the most important bit of this entire scene is, of course, Manda being awesome. Oh yeah. I thought that was so sweet. I love Manda. Manda was my winner's pick last week. And Manda is still my winner's pick now. Because she's just getting these positive little scenes. Just peppering them in there. And also, her uh, title on the screen was no longer her actual job title. It was Mother of Three. Which is a nice touch. I don't think they've ever messed with anyone's uh, Chiron, I think it's called. Uh, well, there was, on well, season one, there was a mother of six there, but that was like her all the time job title, of, as I recall that right. And seeing as though you guys went into your Hell's Kitchen watching last last week, I'll go into mine. Been watching it season, since season three. Not missed an episode since, I don't think. As I said to Ben pre-season when he said that I'd need to cover a few of these, I tend to have terrible, terrible taste in Hell's Kitchen. Like, utterly awful. In the same way I do with The Apprentice. Have you watched season two? Don't think I have. I've seen. I think I've seen clips of it, but I don't think I've actually seen the full season. You should. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, see, season three was on UK Telly, and that's when I got into it. I think. Yeah, season three is a good one too. Two, three, six, and ten are my favorites because I'm weird. I don't hate on the winner decisions as much as I hate The Apprentice. I mean, if you saw yeah. my Twitter over UK Apprentice, I do live tweet that. That's the only program I live tweet, and I utterly hate most of the decisions like last year's one was a terrible terrible decision most of the winners on hell's kitchen and i always say they the worst that they can be is i guess boring depending like last week i completely forgot that scott was a winner oh i love scott i saw him in the parade and thought oh my god he won oh yeah he has the yes! record for winning with the most nominations at seven. he was the resident bitch of season 12 he's awesome he had seven nominations that was awesome. Which I believe is not just a record for winners, but a record generally for surviving seven nominations. I will have to point out that Scott pretty much got nominated just because Anton blamed him for a lot of things and then Joy nominated him because she didn't want to nominate Keisha. It was a mess. It was hilarious and a mess. And he was basically the season's resident bitch who basically got nominated for everything. It was such a running joke in that season. I know, poor Scott. And then we go straight into the challenge. And we get a traditional Ramsey. Here are some of my random friends. <laughs> yes, here's definitely two palace guards. They are definitely not strippers slash actors, like most of the people he introduces. Where does he find these people? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to know, because every time he says, this is some, uh, something obscure, probably British. Yeah, they are probably actors. It happens every time. I've actually lost count of how many times he's pulled a switcheroo with, this is actually this sort of person. But did did anyone actually believe that they were palace guards? Seriously. Probably not, because they've seen the next time last week. No, I mean generally in the season as well. Did any of the chefs actually believe that these people were palace guards and not maxers? Ah, uh, who knows? That might be a good question to ask someone. If they're palace guards, they aren't any longer. Philip and Charlie, you are fired. <laughs> yeah, that was a good <laughs> And um, then, of course, Frank re- reminds us that he's in the military because he can relate to the palace guards and having to stand there doing nothing. Yeah, whenever you're in a parade dress and stuff, you or as, when you stand at attention, you have to stand still. You can't lock your knees, though, or else you'll pass out, and that's happened a few times. But you just basically have to, like, just stand there. It's extremely boring. I know this is a Hell's Kitchen podcast, but I'm going to have to mention Israeli Amazing Grace because it's awesome. 
I don't know whether you are aware of our love of Israeli Amazing Race, Taylor. But they basically take the Amazing Race and then turn it into Psychopaths Playground. Huh, like my high school. Yeah, they have had tasks involving convincing people they're going to do major dental procedures on them and then at the last second switching it out for a gold tooth and giving them the next clue. They've buried people alive. They've given them a task in Paris where they um, gave them cake ingredients and told them they had to eat them, including a candle. <laughs> And an egg. They're basically mental. But one of the tasks that had teams competing in London last season was standing like a palace guard and getting distracted. They used strippers? They did not use strippers. They used feather dusters, I believe, trying to tickle them. And a team actually did quit that task. Oh my goodness. I love Hammerhearts. It's awesome. So we also find out that Alan knows dumplings. And this sort of confessional usually means that Alan is going to screw up at dumplings and Michael is going to laugh at Alan. Sadly, not in this case. Oh, his over-the-top confessionals. That was awesome. So the challenge is to complete as many orders of five dumplings as possible in 20 minutes, whilst being distracted by dance music, a marching band, strippers, a ring girl, and sumo wrestlers fighting. And somehow, after spending two days with them, Jackie knows that uh, the entire red team is going to get distracted. (laughs) I know you mentioned Jackie last week and how... How could we not? She is a good confessionalist. It's just... Oh my goodness, why? (laughs) She's narrating the entire red team right now, and that kind of worries me, because that means she's going deep. Probably. But Manda is also narrating the red team, so that means she goes deep, and yay! I don't think Jackie's that horrible yet. She'll have to, like, do something to earn my ire. We have had a better head bitch in charge recently in Selena in The Apprentices UK. Yeah, the worst thing she's done is be condescending in in the confessionals. And I'm like, I'm what it. At least they're funny. She's definitely the villain of the season. There is no doubt about that. At least so far, she's a good villain. As in technique and stuff, which won't... Man, I'm so tired. I got woken up at 7.45 because of a phone call. I usually wake up much later than that. Yeah, we were supposed to be starting this at 10 o'clock in the morning for Heather. That didn't happen. <laughs> it was like 10 past 9 we started this. I don't even know why I got woken up yet. I I, I have to go to work today and figure out, because that's the first thing I'm going to ask. It's like, why? Why do you burden me with these things? Oh my, yes, basically. So, uh, Ramsey asks the blue team first, and Chad and Kevin get four accepted. Good start. Yeah. Frank and Hassan, not so much. They make pierogies. <laughs> and get non-accepted. Should have stocked the boys' station with dollar bills. They didn't even have the pierogi pun by helping them. I'm very disappointed. And Eddie gets one accepted for him and Joe, and Alan and Jared are the MVPs getting seven accepted out of seven in the Bleach team total at 12. Good job. And I'd completely forgotten how much I love the Hell's Kitchen idents, the naff ones like the dumplings getting smashed with the Hell's Kitchen logo. Yes, they are really creative with that. And they make new ones every season. How many of these things do they have now? (laughs) Oh my goodness, a lot. They seem to have one for every single thing that the cliffhanger could possibly be before uh, adverts. Yes, they've had one. One they've had one with the bell with the HK whenever someone's getting in a fight with like one of the sous chefs. I think there was one last week with the slot machine as well. There must be someone whose job it is to just create these things. That must be a fun job. Just smashing stuff and photoshopping a Hell's Kitchen on it and that sort of stuff. So um, Danny and Jackie get six accepted. Uh, niece, Kristen, and Manda put the dumb into the dumplings because Jackie can't spell. And get two accepted. Yeah, it's probably because the 
they said, oh, there's three of them. They should be. Well, that's kind of also can be chaotic. Yeah, they also have the same size desk as everyone else, so they were probably yeah. in each other's way. Yeah, to be on, yeah. And usually in this sort of task, that uh, this sort of challenge, they will sit someone out on the winning team. Well, on the first technical challenge, they I don't. They've done that a few times for like taste testing challenges, but I don't remember how many times they've done that for technical challenges in the second part. I mean, they usually either just leave the extra person alone, like I believe in season. I think nine, they did someone by themselves. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But this season, they decided to give someone three. And I think that is also a thing on season 10. It's kind of a nitpicky thing. So sometimes, but they've done it. They've done it both ways before. I feel like they usually sit someone out when it's when there's a potential advantage for the team yes. with more members like this. Because had the threesome got like 20 then it would have been ridiculously lopsided. Yeah, I think in that case, they would have just had someone off themselves, or off themselves. Someone... <laughs> That's a bit extreme, Heather. I know, I know we've had self-eliminations like Brett Shitter himself to death last season. But... I think they would have had that person doing the dumplings by themselves. I know Ramsey hates certain people in, uh, in every cast, but I don't think he would set up some sort of Harry Carry station. You only completed one set of dumplings. Go complete seppuku. And Vanessa redeems herself, getting all three of hers and Shakina's. I believe in Vanessa. I thought she was gonna get it because get it good because uh, pretty much all the confessionals, like during the dumpling challenge that Sharkina had, was I got Vanessa. Mm. I roll. I did good, but I don't know about Vanessa. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I've watched this show before, so. I wonder whether she actually did say that or whether the producers told her to say that. Uh, who knows? Uh, and Ashley and Ariel are the final pair, and thanks to their holy dumplings, they get to accepted, which is enough to give the red team a total of 13 and win the challenge. You know, I love some Twitter accounts because I pointed out something, I said more holes than a golf course, and some golf course company actually retweeted that. Yeah, they just literally search for the word golf and then favorite retweet, favorite retweet, favorite retweet. What is this? This is completely out of context to what I was talking about. And the red team win the reward of a trip to a restaurant in Malibu with a seafood lunch with Gordon Ramsay. And they get to do it by helicopter. They get to see Cher's house. Shout out to Cher. The punishment is having to prune mushroom logs for a tableside starter. With Frank. With Frank. And there should be three four francs on every team remember apparently and they also have to deal with the surprising delivery of corn so many corn buns oh shucks they were a bit corny yes hell's kitchen uh, twitter page they actually sent me it when i said there's so many corn puns they actually sent me a tweet with the emoji of a corn the narrator is on fire with puns at the moment i think they brought back the old narrator that he was not the narrator for a while and then they brought him back yeah he was the original one but he loves a pun evidently oh yeah he loves puns he's very punny yeah because there was puns with shakina's floundering on the fish station later <laughs> there was puns with the uh, multi-grammy award-winning rap of the game or whatever ramsey described him as oh yes and alan seems to be taking up the mantle of blue team narrator at least this week yeah which, you know, worries me because he was floundering last week. And apparently Joe hasn't seen this many mushrooms since the last Pink Floyd concert. Shout out to Pink Floyd. Check is in the mail. Because we do have to give you checks for uh, whenever we mention you. Apparently. God, Hammer Rocks would be rich with me around then. 
And there's not really a lot to talk about with the reward, as there isn't with many rewards. It's just, out of the kitchen, you can call me Gordon. It's very, very pretty, though, I have to admit. I did love Jackie saying, comparing the East or West Coast to... I'm like, this ain't no Jersey Beach. I'm like, yeah, because the, the sharp decline of tools might take tip you off there. I apologize to the entire state of New Jersey. Having been to, to Malibu and seen Jersey, not gone near because, you know, it gets stabbed. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is a little bit of a difference. So... At service, we have... I'm going to talk about uh, Frank versus Jared. <laughs> oh, Frank. He tries so hard. Frank is obviously going to last forever because of the uh, ridiculous video that we saw at the start of last week's episode. You know, whenever I'm watching this, I'm like, Frank is is currently in the Marines. So I'm just like, this is just painting a well picture of leadership right here. Because I've mentioned this in the last podcast. I, I was a JRTC and I'm around... I'm still kind of around military people still. I'm not around a lot, just like two, and they're both from the army. But it's still kind of hilarious how like out of depth everyone is. And then you have Frank, who's like very loud and very wanting to be a leader, even though I don't think he quite knows what he's doing. No, I, I mean, we are going to amend the black jacket predictions later. Oh, yeah, probably because the one that got kicked out, isn't it? That's our first pick. But, yeah, Frank won't be in those predictions, I don't think. I think Frank will be right before the Black Jackets in terms of boots. I personally put Jared on there, because he... I think Jared actually knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think Jared will be in the Black Jackets. I don't think Frank will be. I think Frank will be sort of 7th, 8th place. Team Jared. Uh, so we got Hassan and Manda tableside doing a corn chowder. What a shame. That means we won't get that much Manda bites from the happening in the kitchen. Yeah, it does mean that we also won't see Manda go home regardless. It's very, very rare that anyone gets nominated. Ever. You have to be Raj, pretty much. Yeah. And probably Scott, let's be honest. Scott Scott probably got nominated whilst he was tableside. Scott could have been in the hospital for most of that night, and he still would have gotten nominated. Let's get that right. Let's just blame anything bad on Scott. He could have burned his hand and got had to get sent to the hospital like Heather did, and he would still get nominated. Everyone would have been so disappointed that they couldn't nominate him purely because he got uh, medevaced. So yeah, Hassan and Manda are tableside. Frank and Jared and Meese and Shakina are on fish. Chad and Joe, Ashley and Jackie are on appetizers. Uh, Kevin and Ariel are on garnish. Alan, Danny and Kristen are on meat. And I'm assuming Eddie and Vanessa are on dessert because, you know, we didn't see them. Yeah, that's usually a safe assumption. You have to be pretty thick to mess up desserts. You have to be Jason from season four, basically. I did sit there just going, who's on what station? Just so I could do a table of it. That's nice. I I like to go above and beyond when I'm covering podcasts. And also it means that Ben will have to do it every week now. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise he'll seem... uh... Like he's got a lot to prep. So suck up that bed. And Ashley and Jackie do the classic Hell's Kitchen mistake of, you know, not actually turning a stove on. This is our favourite uh, Bonnie tribute. The Bonnie Memorial moment. I always say that I love season three because the final three kind of made these huge mistakes at some point. And Bonnie's was the not having the oven turned on. I mean, it's happened plenty of times though it happens at least once a season i think the first time that i remember it happening was actually in season two so to be fair to bonnie it's uh not the first time but it is the bonnie memorial moment she is probably the most 
famous because no one remembers Giacomo. And Except for his hair. Joe also has another terrible moment of forgetting a ticket and then Ramsey not being very happy with him for it. It's happened before, and I was like, why don't you just read the tickets up there? It's not like Sous Chef Aaron will just, like, punch you in the face. Sous Chef Aaron has said, like, three words in two episodes. To be fair, so did Christina, so. Yeah, but Christina got a parade. <laughs> well, yeah, because she's freaking Christina. Let's be clear, that was not a Hell's Kitchen parade. That was just the annual Christina parade. We have to have Christina show up in some compass- capacity after season 10. It's the law. I said this to Ben last week, that because she's now the Sous Chef, she won't be a reward anymore. <laughs> Who's going to learn from Christina every week? She is actually the Jessie Goddard of Hell's Kitchen. She appears every season. Uh, yeah. She appeared in 11 or eleven and 14 as the present of sorts to the final two. Season 12 as an reward and season 13 on that special dinner service. If there was a Hell's Kitchen Pandora's box, she would be Mr. Pectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Someone would get locked in a room and have a cooking lesson with Christina whilst everyone else get, gets loads of money. I apologize to Christina for this because I do not like Jesse that much. <laughs> and Christina just happens to be one of my favorites, so... It's like, this is a thing. I bet they'll shoehorn in a reward of some description with her just to keep tradition up. Or maybe since apparently Andy's been like on, I don't know if you've seen this, but Andy's been all like, yeah, just keep watching the season. And she's been, so she might be the reward. Maybe they will actually swap out and Andy will become the new Mr. Pectacular. That's something. <laughs> Accompanied by, of course, Brittany Haynes' eye rolls towards him when uh, when she's in Pandora's box trap. That was a magical moment, Big Brother. <laughs> I love Brittany Haynes. And we get the a surprise walk-in, which never happens on Hell's Kitchen, of Grammy Award-winning rapper and hip-hop mogul, uh, The Game. And all of his friends. Yeah, and all of his entourage. So they push two tables together for him. That has happened before. There was something like that where they pushed the two tables together and did that. I think it was actually for sumo wrestlers. I can't remember a surprise walk-in. Well, maybe not a surprise walk-in, but it wasn't a surprise. They just walked in and they were expected because it was hyped up. I do not remember what season this is on. Also, was this actually a surprise, do you think? Do you think Ramsey knew about this beforehand and he just pretended it was a surprise? Because he divided... Oh, hell yes, he knew. He divided that table very quickly. Yeah, there weren't people on that table. and Yeah, to add in a curveball to the teams, he said, Ooh, Oh, hell yes. you got to synchronise, you got to synchronise. Everybody synchronise. He knew. He has to know. He probably checked the game's Twitter. Um, and also, did you notice the weird music that they played whenever the sumo wrestlers were on the screen? Yeah. That was slightly irritating, because they play that same sting every time. Like I said, the last time that there was, like, a whole bunch of sumo wrestlers or something, they ordered, like, everything on the menu. I don't remember what season this is at. I think it was season seven? It's either seven or five. I can't remember. But, yeah, they had to, like, cook everything on the menu. And then begins... Shakina's floundering on the fish station. How punny. Although, aside from Ariel messing up, she took the snapper up, and even though it was Mises' st- station, I thought that was kind of weird. And R- Ramsey snapped her head off. Poor Mise. Yeah, we actually heard who Mies was this week. Well, and it's like they have more, uh, quite a bit of contestants, 18 for an hour, so of course they have to cycle it out, but they're not like Survivor, who shove them in a corner and keep shoving that person in a corner until... Until it's too late. She's not going to be purple Meese. She, she's going to be, I'm not going to be here for one episode. Big deal, Meese. So yeah, Shakina starts burning Arctic Chard. 
Oh my goodness. She starts charring the char. And Jackie starts sniping about it. Oh dear. But of course, Danny uh, steps in and saves it. I like Danny. Yeah, Danny is one of my picks now. Yeah, she is too. Yeah, I I think that they're being fairly obvious with who's going to be Black Jackets after the first two episodes. Uh, I don't know. Again, I reserve the right to kind of say, well, yeah, definitely after. I think Ben's official rule is that the Black Jackets have to be locked in by final 12. I think that's what he said to you last week. I think so too. Uh, So, in a result that shocks no one, the red team lose, and Ramsey throws in another another curveball and says, you know what, not two nominations, three. Did he say that while I was chasing him off because when he said i said three i was like wait what he did say three nominations yeah because i wrote it down in capitals and was like what that never happens unless he's really pissed off i didn't get it until he said that at the end and i was like wait what he said three? Oh, geez what was i doing uh so ariel meese and shakina are put up and given that only one of them actually got a fully fledged edit this week i think it was fairly obvious who was going sadly sadly of course ariel sent back in line straight away yeah i didn't think that meese was gonna go because i was like they kind of frame that fish as not really her fault so i was like if she got kicked off that would be jarring that would be charring i think you'll find stop anyway <laughs> these puns are getting very fishy oh my god help me now as soon as he sent her back in london it's like oh poor shakina Anyways. And with that, last week's Black Jacket prediction number three, Shakina, went home. <laughs> Go team! Yeah, just putting that out there that, you know, the predictions are as good as they ever were with Yattengast. <laughs> yeah, I flat out told Ben, I'm like, anything could happen. Who knows? Because I was like, you know, Shakina and Ashley, they were strong on the their stations that night. So basically, that was the only reason why we were kind of, there's kind of like no way. Us to be accurate, of course. We kind of latched on that for that reason. And we get the classic confessional in reality TV from Ariel of, I'm not here to make friends. She's not going to last long. Usually whenever people say that, they're either going to change their mind or they're not going to last long. Especially since Hell's Kitchen is, for the first parts anyways, a team effort. I mean, you can be an individual shining and whatever you are, but if, if you don't have good leadership and if you're not a good team player, you ain't winning. So next time Jared floats with Ariel, Jackie is on the lookout for dirty hookers, smashing, trashing, and space cadet. As I pointed out, they didn't even show like any of the shelves getting woken up at Jesus time at five in the morning or whatever. And no one got drunk off of wine, so I have a complaint. I love Hell's Kitchen next time trailers because they mean Jack Diddley shit. One of my favorite ones was from, was from season 10, where they hyped up for like a while that they were actually going to bring someone back as an eliminated contestant. And they cut to Christina like freaking out. It's like, no, she was freaking out because her family was there. It was the family challenge. And I happen to know that next week's challenge is the classic recipe jackets as well. I look at the um, the press releases when they come out. Do not look at week four's one because it does spoil next week in terms of which team loses. And actually week five spoils week four, but you know. That's why I just go with the good old don't read anything. I'm very stubborn in that regard. I mean, I don't mind knowing which team loses for the next two weeks, but it sort of affects it. At least I won't be podcasting about the next two episodes unless Ben, you know, dies in a hole or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that, you know, I'm... Ben, watch out. Yeah, I'm just saying, watch your back, Ben, that Australia has a lot of deadly animals. Hey, you killed someone off earlier. <laughs> Me too. We're having a very murderous episode. Murder most foul. So, um, shall we try and uh, brainstorm who the top six are going to be? Do I want to try again? <laughs> I think we're both agreeing on Manda. Manda can stay as honourable one. Yes, Manda can stay. It was Manda, Jackie, Shakina, Ashley, Hassan, Frank. Obviously, we have to take off Sharkina, and we're taking off Frank as well. The others, for the moment, can stay. I think Frank will be one of the last couple of boots before Black Jackets. He might very well be the sort of person who faces a cook for your life challenge and loses. Um, I am going to go for a curveball of Eddie. I think Eddie was getting a decent edit this week. I don't know. Edit's not really an important thing with Hell's Kitchen, I don't think, though. No, but it, it's a good... And Eddie's a tool. Eddie's a tool, but he did... <laughs> he did sort I'm of... sorry. ...save his group in the challenge. And they showed him getting kudos for that. I'd rather have Jared in Frank's spot, to be honest. Yeah, I think Jared is probably top six as well. So we got five so far, if we're keeping the four from last week. And Danny. I would say those two, probably. And then... I'm pretty sure if someone, uh, whenever the person who gets voted off of my final six get get kicked off, I'll probably say, like, Eddie, too, so. I'm just getting not necessarily a winning feeling from Eddie, but a he's probably going to stick around and he seems competent enough to stick around, unlike certain other people in the season. Yeah, that's not always a marker, though. I mean, I always say it's kind of too early to find out because whenever someone says, yeah, this person's having a good edit, I have, like, flashbacks to other people who have, quote-unquote, good edits from the first two episodes, like Melissa from season three and stuff, and I'm just like, oh, okay, you have fun with that. (laughs) I think Eddie is a competent enough cook to survive long enough to maybe have a run at the Black Jackets, depending on how creative he is. I certainly wouldn't be shocked if he gets a Black Jacket. No. Me neither. Our black jacket predictions this week then are Manda, Jackie, Ashley, Hassan, Jared, and Danny. We can change the order around if we want to, but yeah, they are our six predictions. We'll start doing the actual who's going to win later. So, anything else to say about this episode? No, I can't think of anything. Maybe I'll be more awake next time. Yeah, I mean, because it's on Wednesday this coming week, you, you and Ben kind of have more option of when to record it. Yeah gonna be a fun thing busy thursdays usually oh well we'll figure out some yeah so from this coming week i'm assuming the podcast will be a little bit earlier in the week i mean it was up on tuesday last week i'm hoping to get it up a little bit earlier this week i'm sort of expecting it to move up to kind of saturdays probably from this week assuming ben's on the ball who knows who knows anything could happen so thanks for listening to this yes chef hell's kitchen podcast you can join us or join ben and heather next week not me, uh, as you dissect the next episode of Hell's Kitchen. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us on the Facebook page, RTV Warriors. Actually, Ben said it was RTV Warriors last week. It's actually Reality TV Warriors. All separate words, so, you know, you suck, Ben. <laughs> or on our Twitter account, at RTV Warriors. And he must own... have been drunk. Yeah, he probably was. He's <laughs> uh, Or on our own Twitter pages, at MJ Harmstone and at Heather underscore short 17. Until next week, may all your pork be not dry and all your risottos be cooked. Bye. Bye.